Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app at 100.3 HD2. Good morning and welcome to week seven of the NFL season and what I'm going to go ahead and dub the bye weeks from hell. This is certainly going to be one of the more interesting fantasy football shows I have done. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. up until 9 when I will go. I'll navigate your fantasy football lineup with you and we have ourselves Quite the doozy of a week, schedule-wise, buy-wise. So uh, let's get it going. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with first and ten. I just said that big voice guy. Um, All right, so here we go. You're aware of it, but it is worth noting if you've been busy this week doing things with the family, the kids, working the job, and you haven't really had time to settle in if this is your standard fantasy football morning time where you get everything set to go, the buys. Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, Jaguars. We've had weeks where we've had six teams on buy before, so that's nothing new. I don't know, though, if we've ever had quite the combination of fantasy-relevant football teams all taking a buy on a week when, in addition to that, what's making it particularly problematic is teams that are not on buys, teams that you would generally rely upon to use their players. A lot of those teams are dealing with major injury issues of their own. And so this whole bye week issue with the teams that are are playing with all their injured players has created a quite the confluence of events where it is a disaster. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Najee Harris, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, James Robinson. Every single one of those players that I listed are, for the most part, locked into almost every fantasy football lineup out there. That's a lot of players who you don't have access to. So this week, again, it's going to be crazy to try and find those replacements. Some of the guys that I'm sure people will be asking about are guys I would generally just recoil about the idea of starting for your fantasy team. Hopefully there won't be any vomiting on the air as we work through this together. I'm not going to lie. There is a team of mine in a league that I'm in where I'm considering just taking a zero in a position because all of the options on the waiver wire are not very interesting. And then I've got so many players on by. I don't want to cut any of them because they're all very solid players. I don't want to cut them for a swag player who is really, I don't think, going to help me for anything more than three or four points unless I get extremely lucky with a touchdown. So I'm just throwing it out there. Look at your matchup. Look at your opponent. 
if you don't like if you think their lineup is not very strong and you happen to be fortunate with most of your players that you're going with, maybe you're not this one particular team, you don't have, you know, you're not crushed by the buys, it might be okay to take a zero in one of your positions this week, depending on your opponent's lineup. So I so I would advise most people out there, take a look and strongly look over your opponent's lineup and who they have available as well. So because you may just want to take a zero in one spot, it might be uh the best part. Uh, the best way to handle this week. So, again, we'll continue through all that today, but 312-332-3776. Right across the middle. Able to pick up the first and a whole lot more. Antonio Brown will not be touched. 62 yards. A.B. will not be touched today either by the Bears. He has been ruled out along with Rob Gronkowski. So Tom Brady down two pretty good weapons. Of course, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, all still available. I do like the idea of potentially plugging in O.J. Howard if you're still looking for a tight end, if you've already grabbed him off the wire. He's still available in over 50% of leagues, though, so he might be somebody who you can turn to, even in a flex spot this week again um, with everybody who's on by or out. It's a problem this week. So maybe O.J. Howard. I'll mention Tyler Johnson's name. He is theoretically the man who steps in and plays the role of third receiver for the Bucks today, although I don't know how great I would feel about starting him. But again, you know, with everything that's uh, going on this week, maybe he's a name worth noting for you. They will continue to do so if they give an opportunity. Hand it off. Williams, spin move to the end zone. Touchdown, Chicago. Good news for the Bears. They will receive Damian Williams back today. He was removed from the COVID list yesterday. So they'll have him in the backfield. I still expect Khalil Herbert to garner the majority of carries. Although it's going to be much more of a split situation than it was last week because obviously Herbert was the only real back the Bears wanted to rely on. I do think Herbert is the better. At least he's looked like the better runner. He's He especially showed last week, I think, he's got the pot, the potential to be a, a starting running, caliber running back in this league. So I would expect him to see more more carries. But with the passing game, Damian Williams maybe gets a little more work there. The other thing is you never quite know how a player is going to feel returning from COVID until you actually see them out in the field. So, again, not somebody I would be looking to start, but with this week uh, having so many issues, it's a possibility. Third and goal. Carr. The Waller went up and got it. Got the touchdown. Got ourselves a ball game. All right, so Darren Waller, who had uh, an unbelievable first couple weeks of the season for his fantasy owners, has certainly struggled the last few weeks, he's been productive, but not what you expected. He was added to the injury report yesterday with an ankle injury from Schefter. He doesn't, quote, feel great. And Vegas is not expected to know until pregame warm-ups whether or not he's going to be be available against the Eagles today. And, of course, that's a 305 start. So if you have somebody who you, uh, as a tight end in the noon game, you may want to go ahead and use them because that does not sound super encouraging. And whenever a guy is added to the injury report on a Saturday. Never feeling great about that. Pressure on. Dumps it off of the screen to Gibson. And Antonio Gibson running like a receiver. Can he be caught by Tredavious White? Eventually, yes. All the way inside the 10 and into the end zone for a touchdown. All right, so that was an Antonio Gibson highlight when times were good. They have not been good as of late. He's been playing through a hairline fracture in his shin. He was relegated to the bench in the second half. Not the entire second half, but portions of the second half last week for Washington. 
And, you know, you can read into that what you want. But if you've been somebody who's been looking to potentially bench Antonio Gibson, I think today is a possibility where you can go ahead and do that against the Packers. Again, if you have a couple of healthy bodies who are not on by, that is going to be the uh, key for any fantasy player out there. From the 17, new set of downs as Fitzpatrick throws to the end zone. It is Parker again. His second touchdown today. All day long with Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, this was uh, a little bit discouraging as well from Ian Rappaport this morning. He's listed as questionable with the shoulder and hamstring ailments, but it appears to have been an uphill battle to play today, a source told Ian Rappaport. A chance but not a great one. So that does not sound very good for Parker, who, you know, with Tua, I feel a little bit better about starting if he's available. But, again, that is not great news in, uh, from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Number 37. Jones looking for Shepard, and he's got it inside the 20. Slips a tackle. Sterling Shepard, touchdown Giants. All right, so Sterling Shepard, is somebody who is going to give it a go in pregame warm-ups, according to Adam Schefter. They're going to have to see how that responds because he's dealing with his own hamstring injury. Shepard, if he's available, again, another wide receiver who you may need to use today. If he's out there, check the inactives. If he's out there and available, I'd probably be okay using him. Another giant receiver who's returning from a hamstring injury looks much more likely to play today is Darius Slayton and John Ross, by the way. Both have hamstring injuries they're both returning from. If Darius Slayton is somebody you're considering. It looks like he's a possibility as well. And I think they're all on the table because of, again, the bye weeks from hell that we're dealing with this week. Here's a toss to Collins running left. Cuts up field and is in for the touchdown. Alex Collins. Last man here before I get to your calls. Alex Collins, Seahawks running back, listed as questionable for Monday night's game, is expected to play per Pete Carroll. So that is good news uh, if you're somebody who was concerned because it is the Monday night game. It sounds like he's going to be a go. And since he has taken over, he's been a productive player with Chris Carson on injured reserve. I will note that it looks like Rashad Penny will be back from injured reserve for the Seahawks this week. And he, if he is available in your league, I think it's worth adding. I was much more intrigued about starting him this week when it looked like Alex Collins might not play. But, again, I think it's still worth an ad because I know we're always looking for running backs in fantasy football. So, all right, there you go. Plenty of injury news, all the latest that you need to be aware of. I'm Jeff Meller. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Twin Peaks Eats Drinks Scenic Views. Your turn. Let's jump on into the calls today and uh, try and get as many in as possible because, like I said, it is a rough week out there. Let's try Scott who's in Maryville. Scott, what's going on, my man? Hey, my good man. Hey, I originally had a running back question. I think you answered. It was between Gibson, Damian Harris, and Elijah Mitchell. I think I'm going to play Mitchell and Harris. What I'd like to change in my question is, I have Sterling Shepard slotted in. Mm-hmm. I know he's banged up, but uh, I have Jalen Waddle, uh, Waddle on the bench. Would that be a good swap or leave Sterling Shepard in? That's my real question. Yeah, so I, you know what? I Sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Scott. Uh, that, that one's uh, that one's interesting because, yeah, I think I would ask, especially after last week uh, with Jalen Waddell, the connection he, he has with Tua. Remember, they played in college. I think that is a definite start over Sterling Shepard, especially because 
Sterling Shepard is not a lock to play. He's going to have to go test it out in warm-ups and you know, see if he's good to go. I always hate to hear those early morning reports like that. And again, I'm not saying you can't use him because I understand this week for all the other listeners out there who are considering Sterling Shepard. But if somebody like Jalen Waddell is an option for you, I would definitely go ahead and use him over Sterling Shepard today. Let's try Gerald in Hoffman Estates. What's up, Gerald? You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, man. Great show. Uh, brief question. I kind of screwed up on the team of one of my players was on. But anyway, I need uh, two running backs, and I've got uh, out of these four. I've got the Jets running back, which is Carter. Michael Carter, sure. I've got, yep, Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. I've got Mike Davis, and I've got Connor. James Connor. And you, you, need, yes, you need two of those or, or just one? Two of those. All right, so I'm definitely going to use Chuba Hubbard. You know, he, I, you know, I think just right. he feels like the safest play of all those guys. Uh, and I'm staying away from Michael Carter right now. You know, the, the last time the Jets played the Patriots, things were awful. I don't feel okay. – until I see more from Carter truly being like a featured back, I'm having a hard time starting him in any situation. I'll admit okay. that I, like, I, this one's a shot between Davis and Connor. I think I lean right. slightly towards Connor because the possibility of scoring a short touchdown or two, I like much more. Mike, Mike Davis, right. even though he's getting his you know fifteen or sixteen touches right. per game, you know the problem is Cordero Patterson's been much oh, more yeah, explosive in the running game, Gerald. So I would use James Conner along with Chuba Hubbard today, especially in the PPR format. Uh, Mike Davis, just you know, I'm not saying you have to bench him, but it's hard to rely upon him right now with the way Cordero Patterson is running in the, the Falcons game. Even though he's not, Patterson is not out there, you know, a ton of snaps. But it seems like a, a real focus to get him the ball when he is. And so, you know, Patterson's seeing anywhere from 12 to 14 touches a game. And that's really eating into Mike Davis's production. Let's go on out to uh, our man, Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, uh, Jeff Miller. Um, I've got uh, a PPR, and I need two to three wide receivers. <clears throat> Brandon Cooks, Houston, and Arizona. You know, Houston will be passing, catching up the whole game. <laughs> Michael Pittman uh, with no Hilton and no Paris Campbell. And lastly, Jacoby Meyer uh, versus New New York Jets, who has the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and he's never caught a touchdown pass. Sure. Um, And you need, you said two, right? Two. Two, PPR. (sighs) Yeah, for me, it comes down to Cooks, Pittman, and Myers, two of those three would be my initial feeling. And I think I'm going to say I personally would use Pittman without T.Y. Hilton. You know, I think you feel safe about him being the number one option for Indy. And then Pete Myers and Cooks, that one really is a true toss-up. I think think I'd lean towards Cooks. I just think Houston, whenever they're going to actually do something on offense, it's going to be relying on Cooks. So, and Myers has just struggled to... Get into the end zone. You know what I'm saying. So I think I would right. go. I would go Cooks and Pittman, Mike. That's that's what I've got. I feel the same way, but it's tough, you know. Yep. I hear you, Great Mike. Great intro today. Great intro. Oh, thank You're you, Mike. I, I do Spot appreciate it as always. We will talk to you next week, Mike, my man. I know you'll be one of the first callers on the line. But we've got we've actually got a couple lines open. A rare occurrence here on the Fantasy Football Show. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I encourage you if you want to. Go ahead and bounce your question off me. Jump in now because as the show progresses, the lines tend to fill up as we get later into the morning. I'm Jeff Miller. Give me a call. 312-332-3776 right here on ESPN 1000.